0: Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another playoff episode of the Technical Talk Podcast. In this episode, we'll be discussing, analyzing, and getting you all caught up in the Warriors Kings series. And boy, has this series been interesting. But first, we'll get you to the intro. Thanks again for listening, and welcome back. There's no way that LeBron will ever be Jordan. Nobody will ever be Jordan. Okay. Okay. LeBron's a better rebounder and passer. Will you let me finish? Can you, can you let me finish? Call me when LeBron has six championships. Is that your only argument. It's the only argument I need, Sean. All right. Getting right into the Warriors and Kings series, the Kings hold a two-game-to-nothing advantage so far. If you remember, in Game One, De'Aaron Fox broke out in the second half of that game. And in the first 24 minutes of game one, the Warriors played him to the tee. You know, they held him to 33% on three of nine from the floor while also limiting him as a passer as he went on to halftime with no assists. But that would not last long as he would erupt in the second half of game one for an additional 29 points, bringing his total up to 38 on 55.6% from the floor and 80% on four or five from beyond the arc. The Kings are driven by the two-headed duo of De'Aaron Fox and Demonis Sabonis, but eliminating Fox needs to be the first of the two priorities. And to be frank, the Warriors couldn't do that. They did have a ferocious rally to bring the game uh, within a couple possessions down the stretch, but the Kings would say goodnight to those dreams with a Davion Mitchell 30-point attempt. Moving on to Game 2, one of the worst possible things in basketball is a flagrant foul Two, and draymond green the heart and soul of the warriors as we all know and understand by now is the one player that cannot afford to pick those up draymond managed to do just that in an interaction uh with demonis sabonis where sabonis while on his back after falling down after a shot attempt reached and grabbed uh draymond's ankle uh in which draymond's responded to by stepping rather hard on sabonis's chest resulting in a subsequent review and ejection um uh the reason i'm saying stepped is because there's a little bit of a debate whether the flagrant foul should have been a grade two flagrant foul um instead of a grade one Uh, and that really just depends on how you evaluate the initial action by demonis sabonis um the NBA decided on Wednesday to suspend Draymond Green for Game 3. And you know, the turnovers in Game 2 for Golden State really hurt them. And when you're a team that has won four championships in eight years, like the Warriors have, you're well-versed in the turnover and the dangers of what too many of them can cause. Well, the Warriors seemed to have forgotten that lesson in Game 2 as they lost the turnover battle 29-14. to resulting in 25 points off of turnovers for the Kings compared to the Warriors' own 9. Moving on to the look ahead for Game 3, you know, the Golden State Warriors have quite a bit of work to do, and it's no secret that not having the heart and soul of their organization and Draymond Green available is going to do more harm than good. The Warriors are going to have to lean, of course, on the future Hall of Famer and greatest shooter of all time and Stephen Curry, in my opinion to get the job done. Let's take a deeper look though at how the Warriors perform without Draymond. And the defensive end of the floor specifically. The Golden State Warriors carry a 118.4 defensive rating when Draymond Green is not available and they hold a record of 3 and 6. With Green, the Warriors are significantly better defensively with a defensive rating of 114.8 and a record of 42 and 30. One. The matchup game is also important when we're doing an evaluation, as Draymond has split time defending Demonis, Sabonis, and Harrison Barnes. And in game one, he held Barnes to just two points when uh, guarding him over the course of the game, and Sabonis to just four. You know, for the Kings on the other side, the formula should be to defend Curry the best you can and divert the ball away from him. In the first game, Corey sco- Curry, excuse me, scored 30 points on 11 of 20 from the floor and 6 of 14 from deep. While in game two, he scored 28 points on 9 of 21 from the floor and 3 of 13 from behind the arc. If the Kings can just divert the ball out of Curry's hands, a lot of the scoring production from the Warriors becomes restricted which in turn allows the Kings to play with more defensive freedom and to be more aggressive as their primary offense would then go from the duo of Curry and Thompson to Thompson and Wiggins. And I should not have to tell you which one of those uh, might be lacking a little bit. The Kings should also be very aware that Golden State plays their best at home. The season the Warriors had results in them finishing 33 and eight at home compared to their abysmal 11 and 30 road record in the home games. The Warriors have put up an offensive rating of 118.3 with ch- with an average of 119.7 points per game, while the Kings have an offensive rating of 117.2 when on the road, averaging 118 points a game. Both teams in all likelihood for Game 3 are going to score the basketball and making this game uh, <laughs> really interesting to look at, uh, to say the least. You know, when the Warriors are at Chase Center... They they, they remind me of how they've looked a lot of the last eight years and the runs that they've been able to go on as they just have one of the best fan bases in the NBA. And for the Kings, they have their own momentum. All they have to do is win two more games, and they get to move on to the next round, something that I can't even tell you the last time that they did. So Game 3 is going to be extremely fun, and I have a feeling it's going to be extremely fast. And... I just can't wait for it as we get to sit back and relax and just keep on enjoying playoff basketball. And with all that being said, I'd just like to take the time to thank you once again for listening to this podcast. Um, you know, this is something, as I explained in the other episode when I did the Eastern Conference uh, first series this is something that i'm very passionate about and i look forward to expanding it and bringing it to you in different forms in the very near future so with all that being said thank you and once again enjoy